<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. What do you say, big guy? You want to go for a ride in the Bob Mobile? The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, June 15, 2023, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 876 of the Biden-Harris administration, 509 days until the 24th presidential election. Instagram, the Bob Seska. Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go. Spoutable, Bob Seska. Patreon, bobseskashow.com. And you can hear the first episode of the Trek Politics podcast at trekpolitics.com and everywhere you get your podcasts. Okay, enough of my yakking. Let's do this. It is the Goth Ninjas, composed of Jody Hamilton. She's from the From the Bunker podcast, also the Stephanie Miller Show. Patreon.com slash From the Bunker and StephanieMiller.com. Also, David Ferguson, we sometimes call him T-Rex. And his music project has a brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash astralsummer. Link in the description. Of course. So you're back hey. on you're back on Patreon, huh? Back on my bullshit, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and the idea is just going to do a few blog posts a week about, like, what's going on, what I'm working on, what our goals are. Yeah, that sounds And then, great. like, you know, uh, draft versions of things, like little breakdowns of what the song is. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, just different stuff that is like more than you can get from like just listening to a song on Spotify or Apple Music. Yeah, yeah. And I noticed too that you can now post video directly to Patreon, which I. Yes, is a I've been doing coming. it. Yeah. When did you start doing it, Jody? Because I haven't done it uh, yet. When we stopped doing um, sketches and started recording our show on video. Ah, there you go. Okay. Actually, no, I started doing it on sketches, by the way. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It was like a year ago. Oh, my God. Oh, we've got some big news right out of the shoot today. So get ready. Hang on to your socks because guess what? E. Jean Carroll was just authorized by this judge yes! to amend her defamation lawsuit to seek more damages against Donald Trump mm -hmm. because mm. of the CNN town hall, which is really making me rethink my opinion about that CNN town hall. Because if it hadn't been for that, <laughs> Donald Trump wouldn't have been opening his gigantic pie hole on television, causing more trouble for himself. Because, of course, Donald Trump always makes things worse for Donald Trump. So a federal judge will allow E. Jean Carroll to amend her original defamation lawsuit against Donald Trump, including uh, the comments he made at a CNN 
town hall. Carroll, a former magazine columnist, asked the judge for permission to amend the initial November 2019 lawsuit so she could try to seek additional punitive damages. Punitive damages. After Trump repeated statements a federal jury found to be defamatory. The allowance comes as Trump's legal troubles have mounted in recent days. I love that so much. Uh, Carol's attorney, Roberta Kaplan, said, we look forward to moving ahead expeditiously. I love that word in this context on E. Jean Carroll's remaining claims. So good luck. God, that good CNN luck, town hall yeah. has been like a, just a, an ongoing toxic event, like a deep water horizon spill. Yeah. For people, yeah. You know, like it killed CNN's ratings. It yep. killed Chris Light's career. Yeah. Which I thought it was Chris Licht, but apparently it's Chris Light. Whatever. Light. They need a new CEO and I'm putting in my hat. <laughs> Yeah, I'm voting for Jody Hamilton to run CNN. Oh, my God, that's a great I mean, idea. It has destroyed that man's career. He was the CEO of yeah. CNN for, like, 10 days after that shit, and then he was not he just demoted. Yeah. He got yeah. shit-canned, like, fired. You're like, please leave. How many I mean, scaramoochies was he there? I don't know. Yeah. There was, like, Several. a year of him working behind the scenes year, yeah. or yeah. something, like, waiting to step up, you know. Right, or like, right. And, but the— the CNN, the, the, the Trump town hall was really just like the fucking crown jewel in his <laughs> ignominy. Yeah. You know, like it just completely with torpedoed his career under the waterline and that's it. Well, once again, it's illustrating the Rick Wilson rule, which is everything Trump touches dies. I'm surprised that Chris Licht was unaware of that lesson. It Fox News, you know. They, up until they fired Tucker Carlson, were, you know, an unstoppable ratings machine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and he, he rode that into the White House, but, you know, it's, his contact with them doesn't seem to hurt. Well, I mean, then there is the whole Dominion suit. And that's changed significantly. Like, they had to actually interrupt one of Trump's rallies and say everything Donald Trump just said is untrue, and here's the factual basis behind uh, what actually happened in the election. So they had to real-time fact-check Donald Trump during one of his rallies. But we've got a story later on, we're going to talk about it later on the show, uh, where obviously we're seeing Fox News shift to a more extreme position and that's saying a lot when we're talking about fox news channel yeah they are absolutely becoming more extreme so i was talking about this in terms of now that the red hat crowd is moving away from fox news and in fact attacking fox news for being woke which is hilarious now because that audience is moving off to newsmax and some of those other ridiculous copycat networks Fox News, to attract those people back to their network, has to become more extreme. And I was wondering what they were going to do and kind of quizzing and people. And we found it. Yeah, and now we finally have the answer to that question. We'll get to that in a few minutes. There's an example of that uh, regarding It's like Joe a Biden. reality show hot tub for yeah. drunk people. <laughs> exactly. You know, right. and like one girl is like acting super, I mean, sleazy and like whips off her top. And, you know, the other girls are like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, now we got to take off our tops. And, you know, it just, yeah. <laughs> right. It's uh, mutually assured toplessness. I don't know how you would describe that. But, <laughs> um, I got your Twin Peaks right here. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, I'll be here all week, folks, but it's going to feel so much longer than that. <laughs> don't forget to tip your servers. Try the hemlock. It's effective. <laughs> so I'm watching the clock right now, and I'm wondering what's going to happen after we finish today's show. Because last week, I posted the Thursday episode at about, I don't know, it was 6, 6.30, somewhere around there. 7 o'clock rolls around, and Donald Trump gets indicted. And... And immediately, you know, I, I wasn't getting a lot of mentions of people saying, hey, what do you think of this indictment? What's how's this going to turn out, Bob? All of the mentions I was getting Thursday evening and Friday was all about how I made the indict- indictments happen because we ended like, our show. Publishing a show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I somehow have this magical superpower that. Uh, well, as you and Dana Goldberg at the same time, yeah. she was somewhere else and she's like. Hey, I mentioned it, and then all of a sudden we had what broke for dinner, and then indictments fell. So you know, right. the that's gays right. and the bobs. That's it. <laughs> and yeah. so I would like to extend the credit to both of you. I think it's the three of us, maybe. Well, yeah. Then again, it's happened with Buzz. It's happened with the Tuesday you Show. Have a magical <laughs> news shaping power to drive the headlines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're like. It's the, funny. Some friends of mine were on the way to meet us for Goth Karaoke on Friday night. Goth and, Karaoke. Um, Oh my yeah, God! There's such part a thing of as his goth thing. Yeah, it's my new song. Actually, we'll get to that. But um, <laughs> and one of them was like, "Wow, the Trump indictment is insane." And, the, and my other friend was like, "What? I wasn't paying attention to the news today. He got indicted." And my other friend was like, "Oh, David will know." And they pull up, and I'm sitting there with the indictment printed out with a highlighter, yeah. like cackling. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, he knows." <laughs> So I'm sure you saw, I mean, the thing that I've been raving about from the indictment, and I'd love to get uh, your reactions to this, and and that is that item on page two, where they're describing some of the documents, one, several of the documents that are listed in the indictments, those first 32 counts. And they describe those documents as having information regarding America's vulnerabilities to foreign military attack and then how exactly we would retaliate to a military attack. And when I saw when I was reading that, as soon as the indictment came down and the text was available, I was I was shocked. And I rarely get shocked these days, especially when it comes to things surrounding Donald Trump. But I saw that. I was like, holy shit, who has seen this document? Who has had access to it? Who has he showed this to? Has he sold it? Did they lose the document? I don't know. I don't know where that document is. I guess they it's have it. Strewn all over the floor of the storage room. Yeah, exactly. Know? So or next to the chandelier, the toilet chandelier. So, David, what was the most shocking aspect of the indictment to you as you were reading through with your blue highlighter? Oh, the fact that I mean, it's just that, like, I mean, that they were just. I mean, we knew that he's a slob. We yeah, knew that he's yeah. chaotic and disorganized. I did not know he was like ranks and ranks of banker's boxes worth of disorganized, like <laughs> dumped on the floor. Like, I mean, it just, I'm just, it's so much worse than I thought is yeah. the thing. Like, you see him sitting there on that little tacky beauty pageant stage or whatever it was, like, and in that, and then Kevin McCarthy's like, well, the bathroom door locks. And it's like, yeah, from the inside, dingus. Oh, you what shit. a moron. What a stupid, like, stupid if guy. If the documents decide to jump out of the box and lock the door to keep themselves safe, I suppose they're in a good place. But I just. <laughs> oh, wait, like, and there's 33 bathrooms. So that's another problem. Like, seriously, dude, it's a fucking resort. Of course, there's more than one 
fucking bathroom and people use them. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> but I can tell you what my friend oh my in God. DC told exactly. me. Exactly. That she is hearing, like they know that like this case is like easy. Not, I mean, it's not easy to prosecute or easy to, you know, but like the evidence is just like, it's, you know, who are you going to believe? Yeah. Uh, Trump's I mean, defense team or your lion eyes, but like Eileen Cannon, they know is a is a is the weakest link here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and anything she rules could potentially get reversed by the Eleventh Circuit, but that is a time like it eats up time. And the thing is, like this is like this this is the appetizer. Mm-hmm. The January sixth. Remember, like you know, uh, Jack Smith is pursuing a two part prosecution. Yeah. And this is, like, the easily provable, like, prosecutions for play school. You know, like the big fat crayon one. Like, it's like, yes, they're right there in the pictures, spilled all over the floor with the confidential markings showing. Yeah. Like, it's, you know. But the other case is, like, you know, these he's got his, like, good people on it down in Miami. But, like, they're really going for the, like, the big hook yeah. in D.C. Right. Um, and there's the possibility, too, that he could be additionally charged in the same case, in New Jersey. Where's that noise? I will love that. Yeah. And that's something, that's a theory that Ryan Goodman and Andrew Weissman have thrown out there. They wrote a piece in The Atlantic about how Jack Smith could pursue additional charges in New Jersey since the indictment doesn't cover actions that took place at Bedminster. And one of the things that took place at Bedminster was Donald Trump waving around that Iran document. Well, what he said was an Iran document. It might have been a Chick-fil-A menu. (laughs) It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I know it doesn't matter, but let's not give him too much credit because he is a lying sack of shit. He literally lie about what he had for lunch. Oh, it's absolutely the Iran document. It's in fact what it is, and Hal Sparks clarified this on the show yesterday. He said it's a document that was drawn up for a retaliatory strike against Iran, a retaliatory invasion of Iran in the event that Iran would attack us. So that's what that document was all about. And the uh, crazy thing about that document, however, is that it's fucking missing. Yeah, this is getting a lot of work out on the show today. But it's true. But the thing is, it could just be crammed up under a seat, like next to a Big Mac wrapper on Trump Force One, for all we know, because the man is a fucking slob. He's a child who has no organizational skills, no executive function, like, in terms of prioritizing. I mean, it is amazing, and it is a mark of just, like, how fucking far you can get as a rich, straight, white asshole in this country. Yeah, yeah. You know, because the man, I mean... Mm-hmm. Sorry, you you were saying. Well, no, I, <laughs> I digress. Yeah, well, the uh, he was talking about the other night about how neatly all the boxes are stacked, as though that means anything. I guess he was trying to say that we stack these Except boxes the so nice and neat. Fucking fell over, dickhead. Yeah, well, he was blaming the FBI for that. I mean, none of the none of what he says publicly has any bearing on his actual in court legal defense. There's no way any of the shit that he's screaming at his various rallies and on Truth Central. Truth Central. Yeah, none of that stuff is going to be a valid legal defense once he's found a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> He still doesn't have a lawyer, at least one that hasn't been found off the back of a phone book. Well, so. not, a, not a good witness. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then I, it's only... <laughs> Maybe swallows and spit the wrong way. Is this retaliation for last week's coffee thing? <laughs> yeah, I think so. 
Uh, the, I, you know, the funny thing is, it's only a matter of time before he starts blaming Walt Nauta for all of this. There was a fake. Oh, totally. There was a fake yeah. troth going around yesterday. It's a fake. It's a fake. Don't don't retweet that. But there was a fake. <laughs> I troth wrote in the margins when it said, you know, suspect Waltine Nauta, Nauta, and I was like, twin brother Saltine, unavailable for comment. <laughs> um, I, was, I was expecting that from you. I was waiting for that one. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, the, the possibility of additional federal charges in New Jersey could be like an ace up Jack Smith's sleeve. Like if uh, Eileen Cannon starts playing grab ass in Miami. Which she's virtually guaranteed to do. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's just the, the crazy wild card in all of this. I've been comparing it to uh, Glenn Close at the end of Fatal Attraction or Kathy Bates at the end of Misery. Just when you think the Eileen <laughs> Cannon chapter of this story is over. <laughs> They come oh, back. She comes to out of the bathtub. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She emerges from the bathwater and starts stabbing again. And so no one could have predicted that suddenly this would land back in the lap of Eileen Cannon. After well, there's all only the- so many judges in West Palm Beach. So yeah, exactly, exactly. <clears throat> Jody, are you a misfit Marxist or communist? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is what Donald Trump was uh, trothing about this yesterday. That sounds like good company. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm Especially all of if the Groucho above. and Harpo Marx are in with us. <laughs> like, I'm definitely a Marx Brothersist. Yes, right. Well, <laughs> here, here's what he trothed in all caps. He said, really big fundraising, even greater polls since the radical left indictment hoax. You know what? It's not a hoax because it actually no. happened. He was really yeah. indicted. That wasn't imaginary. What went down, that document, everything that happened in court on Tuesday, these are all things that really happened. Not a hoax. Mm-hmm. This is real. So yeah, I don't know. You just have to re- remind yourself to read it as if you're stupid. Like, <laughs> That's true, yes. Pretend it's 2016 it. and you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> right. And you have to be reminded. That's why he has little tag phrases that he uses again and again and again. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's, you know, just in case the word gets loose in your head, he doesn't want it to, you know, it's, yeah. like, it's indictment hoax. Right, right. Fake news. Like, it's just always, yeah. Yeah, he always circles back to that. It's like an eight-track loop tape or something like that. Exactly. It always comes back around. So this indictment hoax was initiated by the, in all caps, misfits, mutants, Marxists, and communists. And then he says, thank you, for some reason. I have no idea why he screams thank you at the end of some of these things. But yeah, let me read this again so it's all one big chunk. Really big fundraising. Well, that was always going to happen. Even greater polls. That's a big lie. Uh, since the radical left indictment hoax was initiated by the misfits, mutants, Marxists, and communists, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. What? I. What do you say to that? I don't know. Misfits, mutants, <laughs> misfits, mutants, Marxists, and communists. Oh, oh my. my. Yeah, oh exactly. my. Exactly. Like, I mean, this sounds like really good company to me. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. It I'm also sounds like a 90-year-old. I mean, those were like the fucking beatniks, the hippies, the you know, communists, <laughs> long hairs. Yeah, yeah long mean, hairs. Really is like <laughs> long hairs. By the way, did you hear that uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene said that Satan doesn't like women because they can't, he can't give birth, and that's huh? a bad thing? What? what? Yeah, oh, she was God. at this weird like um, Charlie Kirk women stuff, and I'm not sure why she said that to be a bad thing. Yeah, what? I don't understand. I don't wait, either. Okay, no. So wait. No, she said that Satan. <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to, uh, just like, I, exactly. trying to figure out what she's what actually said. What the hell? 
Okay, it's so, making me dumber. I can feel it killing brain cells. <laughs> like as I try to like trace this reductive. Like mm. so. Wait, Satan is a. Satan is jealous of women because Satan can't give can't birth. have a baby. Right? Don't you think that if Satan wanted to, Satan, I mean, could conjure whatever? Because yeah. also, why is that a bad thing? It's like she said that at the conference that Charlie Kirk had for women or some shit, and she's like, Satan is jealous of this, and she said he was beautiful. And have you seen? Anyway, That's so bizarre. Uh, yeah, I watched all like, seasons of Lucifer, and Satan ex- is fucking fine. Well, let, let he's me gorgeous um, and English, and he's oh my god. Yeah. So anyway, so it's like seriously. Um, the problem is that Satan can't have. To, so are we supposed to be mad at that? Yeah. Well, you know what the real problem is. The real problem is that there's a grown up who believes Satan is real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, and dinosaurs you don't know. are still here. No, there are like, and some you'll meet some Christian people in the South, and I don't know if this is true all over the place, that are the most superstitious peasants. Yeah. It's like they're constantly seeing signs and omens, and, but they don't believe in psychics or witches or none of that, but like it's all there. You know, like it's just has, uh, you know, I just, ugh. I mean, in a figurative sense, there's evil within all of us, but the actual existence of a red man with horns and a, and a tail and a pointy tail. That's this is what I want to know, though. Does, does Satan start loving you when you hit menopause? Like when you chart, when you pump out that last dried up little egg, Marjorie? Like is Satan suddenly going to be your BFF? Like, it's okay. With it's the weirdest. It was the weirdest comment. It was at the Charlie Kirk whose face is. Oh, he's, he's got a, a big head and the smallest face. <laughs> I need just and a big the biggest gummy. gums. Like his gums and his skull I size know. are proportional, but everything else is like got yeah. washed in the and like you draw him and, and he's got a, you draw yeah. him and he's got the his eyes are very close together and his mouth is it's like his head is big and you draw him as you know Bob Seska who's yeah. an animator. Mm-hmm. I mean you draw his face and it's like that's real. <laughs> Oh, Tucker, that's not nice. I think Charlie Kirk gets his dental work done at a spirit Halloween. That's where I... I agree! (laughs) God, you guys are mean. (laughs) Jody Louise, Bob Louise. I'm so sorry, Charlie Kirk. I I apologize, you asshole. We totally apologize to the asshole (laughs) that is Charlie Kirk. I look at Charlie Kirk and I totally see the, like misfit five-year-old that yeah. just kept expanding but never really grew. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and he just got bigger, but his features stayed the same size and his head just, exp- like, yeah. Yeah. Nobody wanted to play with Charlie. Well, speaking of dipshits. It smelled like peanuts. <laughs> speaking of dipshits, here's the moronic lament of Eric Trump for the day. Oh, God. Oh, my name's Eric. <laughs> He said, you should take me seriously because I'm a total alpha male. (laughs) Oh, God. If you get in the way of the Democratic Party, if you question their power. If you get in the way of the Democratic Party. (laughs) If you question their power, if you interfere with their little fiefdom. There's a word that he just learned in his SAT prep course. Yeah, he didn't write this. No, no. This is either Lara or like his PA, his little gay personal assistant or something. He doesn't know the word fiefdom. He thinks it's a musical yeah. instrument. You know, yeah. it's like a place where people go to play tiny flutes. You know, the fiefdom. 
Um, he said, uh, they will target you, they will come after you, and they will try and destroy your life. It is- Wham, wham, wham. You yeah. took money from cancer kids, you dickhead. That's right. <laughs> well, and it gets worse. He said, it is rape and pillage. Really? Oh my God! Here we go again to with the, the fucking butthole. Raped. Yeah. Once again, what's gonna happen to my asshole? Like, oh God. <laughs> they These will... kind of straight men. It's just so pathetic. Yeah. But go yeah. ahead. It's all projection. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's all. Uh... Yeah. What's well, all whining for fundraising purposes is what it is. He said they will burn down the street. I don't understand how you burn down Which street? a street. It's, Which it's street, street, by it's, the way? It's, it's already He got tired. He got the, he's running out of steam here. You know? right. My street is about, you know, five houses wide, so... <laughs> it doesn't matter. California is probably going to burn down your street eventually. Anyway, yeah. Jody, I hate to tell you this. I know, I'm moving. I'm moving to Belize at some point. Mm. Well, here's, here's the rest of what he said. It doesn't matter for these people. They will take out innocent people. They will go after family. They will go after kids. Uh, huh? d- hasn't Donald Trump already started to go after Jack Smith's The wife? Bidens? <laughs> well, oh, yeah, the and the Bidens. Bidens. Yes, of course. But also Jack Smith's wife. Yep. He's literally endangering the life of uh, Jack Smith's wife. It's an amazing thing. This to is, I mean, this is so much projection. We go all the way back to, you know, the fucking right wing spying on kids that are like, you know, disabled children who appear in Democratic ads about Obamacare. Yeah, I remember and, like, that. Peering into their kitchen windows and going, well, they have granite counters, you know, and it's. Uh, yeah, that wasn't, you know what? That wasn't even Obamacare. That was S-chip. That, yep. Right. That was something that helps feed starving children. And it's like, these are the people, I mean, they're the, Rush Limbaugh is the one that went after Chelsea Clinton and decided that it was open season yep. on civilians. Yes, exactly. You know, on, you know, like, let's not get it twisted, Eric Trump. Yeah. Your side is the one that considers everyone against them to be collateral damage, whether they are nine-year-old trans kids or 98-year-old pensioners on, you know, Social Security. It's like, you guys are the ones that are like, yeah, let's throw grandma in the wood chipper. It'll help the economy. Yeah. Like, yeah. so fuck you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, as you were. Yeah, Please, well, on. they all used to do that. They, I mean, they. I remember hearing Glenn Beck and Rush Limbaugh mocking uh, Sasha and Malia, Obama, of course. Yeah, it's, it's a long history of Republicans doing this, but they don't care. This is all about, I know you are, but what am I? That's all I'm just so fucking sick of our straight white guy media. Sorry, Bob. Uh, that like just keeps acting like it's, like we got to hear both sides. You know, mm-hmm. there's no both fucking sides to demonizing trans kids. Yeah, exactly. They are kids, right? And the people they never fucking talk to are trans people. Yeah. When was the last time you saw a trans person on cable news? Ever? That, that's a really good question. I mean, maybe they sometimes don't announce that they're trans. I mean, there's that possibility. But no, but I'm sure there's plenty that Every time had. they talk about trans people, they never have trans people in the discussion. That's true. Oh, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's it 100% makes true. makes me insane, unless it's Caitlyn fucking Jenner. <laughs> right. And I'm just, this is what I'm so sick of, is this alienization of us who are perfectly normal queer people who are Americans just like y'all. Yep. You know, we're not fucking groomers. We're not pedophiles. You guys do that. Oh, don't mm. get me started on the nine-year-old in Canada. Wait, what's that story? 
Okay, <clears throat> so this nine-year-old girl in Canada who uh, was uh, a competing. She's yeah, a she's a shot putter in fourth athlete. grade. I mean, she's a little baby girl, right? So this grandfather from another school, by the way, mm-hmm. says, well, that's a boy because she had a pixie haircut. Oh. Well, at first you went to the ref and was like, is this a a gender like I mean he started out I mean it was like a whole like pageantry thing and then she he must be a boy and they're like no she's a girl and he goes well she must be trans and then he accused the mother of grooming and being a pedophile and all this shit and it's like and this really? poor nine year old girl is humiliated in front of and crying and this poor girl it's <sighs> just this is what we're going we've exported this shit yeah. to Canada and I'm livid about it. And because when I was four years old, I wore pants and sweatshirts and I had yeah. no hair because as a child, I none of my dad's children ever had hair. So it took four years for me to have hair. <clears throat> right. So it takes a long time. So I had a short haircut and I wore pants and sweatshirts. Mm-hmm. And I remember somebody telling me at a restaurant you have a very well-behaved young man there. And I'm like, I'm a girl. Oh, man. So, by the way, when you're four, you know whether you're a girl or boy. So when a little boy says, I'm a girl, or a little girl says, I'm a boy, listen. Yeah. And two, I just, this poor little girl had to endure this shit. She had See, to- that motherfucker has been waiting for this moment. Of course he's he gone has. to every single one of his grandkids. He's a prick. You know, matches. You know, waiting for a kid that looked androgynous, yeah. exactly. so he can pull this fucking stunt. That's and the you thing. know what? That's going to happen in Florida and other. Pl- I say Florida like I'm an old Jewish lady from New York. <laughs> um, I mean, that's what's going to happen in places like that when we, you know, next fall, these girls who might have a short haircut and might look a little butch. Yeah. Kids get real androgynous right before they hit puberty. Of course. All kids. I mean, it's like just the way they are. Mm -hmm. Like I got, you know, people were like, oh, what a pretty girl. And my mom would be like, that's my son. You know. um, I'm my neighbor Although that happened for like five minutes because I was an ugly child. I mean. (laughs) No, my um, neighbor across the street, his son, when he was like eight or nine years old, had super long hair. And eight or nine years old, you're like. Uh, I don't and that's why, like, those preteen no. girls love feminine-looking boys like Justin Hi. Bieber and stuff. It's because Bowie. they're attracted to people who look like them. Well, did you see the uh, huge controversy now? Because they had a Pride event at the White House, and a trans oh, woman that. took her top off. And the great irony of this, of course, is that the trans woman, they would categorize the trans woman as, as, a man. as a being a man. So what's... Uh. What's your problem, Marco Rubio? Like, Marco Rubio exactly. was crapping his cage over that, you know, rending his garments over, oh, my God. The problem this is, is, a- is that people might be happy with themselves. Yeah, yeah. You exactly. know, and having a good time and enjoying their bodies. Like, oh, my God, someone might be happy somewhere. We have to do something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, look, I mean, ultimately what we're talking about is a Republican movement right now that's been fully occupied by the town elders from Footloose. That's essentially what we're talking about here. Uh, eventually, they're going to go after dancing. I swear to God, that's oh, going to be I'm, a thing. Oh, I'm with you on that. Just that's anyone who's dancing, that's evil. You got to stop dancing. 
Okay, well, we still have a lot more to talk about with regard to the indictments. And John Kelly had an interesting uh, observation about Donald Trump's state of mind. We're going to talk about that, too. Plus, a couple of different editions of Trump always makes things worse for Trump. I think we're going to have a total of three. And so this one, this latest one, uh, apart from the E. Jean Carroll one, there, there are a couple of others. One has to do with a settlement deal, and the other has to do with Tom Fitton. We're going to get into both of those things. Plus, uh, Trump's visit to that Cuban restaurant in Miami. There's an interesting twist to that story. Not, not interesting as far as uh, unpredictable, but interesting as far as, oh, yeah, I can totally see that. So we'll talk about that. And, uh, oh, plus, as we said earlier, this uh, Fox News Chiron, this Fox News lower yeah. third, describing Biden in a particularly radical kind of way. We'll talk about that, too. Plus, uh, oh, Republicans have admitted that the bribery tapes of Joe Biden, uh, they don't exist. That's a made up story. But they don't care because it's a bubble audience. That's all they need. All they need to do is say, hey, tapes, maybe. And they, you know, the red hats go bananas. So that and a whole lot more still to come on today's show. But first, today's podcast is brought to you by the After Party on our Patreon page. Every Friday, Kimberly Johnson and I record a fourth Bob Seska show podcast for the week. But this one's completely different from the usual Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows. The Friday After Party podcast is loaded with all the politics you want, while also including uncensored, completely obscene conversations about sex, drugs, movies, television, our personal lives, all the crap we can't get away with on the free show. And by the way, last week's After Party is available for all of our Patreon subscribers from the $1 level on up. So you can get a sample if you're already on board, at least at the $1 level, you can get a sample of uh, last week's After Party at patreon.com slash Bob Show. So please help support this podcast by subscribing to the After Party for just $10 per month. And bonus, you're also going to get two Shadow Docket shows every week included in that level of support. BobSeskaShow.com or patreon.com slash Bob Show. And we thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska!
Oh, yeah, this is the great Christian Nesmith, Cersei Link, and Paul Melanson. I love this. It's covering Yes's Starship Trooper. Um, you know what? I was listening to Cosmologica, which is the uh, Christian Nesmith, Cersei Link album, and just basking in it earlier today. We're going to play a track from that coming up after the next break. Uh, meantime, link in the description to download this version of Starship Trooper. Yeah, we're playing it in honor of uh, the launch of the Trek Politics podcast with me and Mary Trump. Premiered on uh, Wednesday of this past week. It's available at trekpolitics.com and, uh, let's see, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, and some of the other uh, podcast players. I don't think it's on all the podcast players yet, but give us time. Uh, meantime, you can also get it at, uh, as I said, trekpolitics.com. You can follow us on Instagram, at trekpolitics, at, uh, uh, on Twitter, at trekpolitics also. So both of those places. Yeah, and we've got a bunch of great guests coming up. Our first show, of course, was with the amazing Terry Metalis. We talked to him for uh, quite a while, got into some politics, got into some um, amazing behind-the-scenes things from Picard Season 3. Had a lot of questions about that. But guess who's coming up next? We've got Jerry Ryan, 7 of 9, coming up next week. The week after that, we've got Captain Liam Shaw, Todd Stashwick, is going to be on the show on... uh, the week of June 26th, somewhere around there. And then the great Tim Russ, Tuvok yes, from we love Star Trek him. Voyager and Picard Season 3 will be joining us in uh, July. And lots and more. Poker Face. Oh, yes, that's right. He was in an episode of Poker Face. I got to ask He was about amazing that. in that. Yes, he was. He was great. And it was so wonderful. It was like one of those, it was that, uh, that Leonardo DiCaprio gif for me when he yes. showed up. I was like, oh my God, there he is. There's Tim Russ in Poker Face. And, and so, he was uh, at my house doing karaoke, so. Oh, my God. He's just, he's awesome. When I was texting with him, thanks to uh, our friend Travis Bone from the Stephanie Miller Show making introductions, but I was texting with Tim Russ yesterday. And as oh. his text replies were coming down, I was reading them as though Tuvok were saying them. And it was, <laughs> it was like mind-blowing. And so uh, it's just such an exciting thing to get into. And, and Mary, of course, working with Mary is wonderful. If, even if you're not really a Star Trek fan, I think there's something for everybody in this show. So you know where to find it. Okay, so... I have something Star trek to share about those guys that were... The, you know, the day of the arraignment in Miami, the grand jury in D.C. was interviewing the Nevada or Nevada fake electors. Yeah. yeah. Like the two of them. And did you see those guys? I looked at him, and the first thing I thought was Wolfman Jack the Third. Um, yeah. But uh, and but then I was like, they're kind of like Ferengi, you know, the way oh, they're yeah. kind of scuttling away from the cameras, like you know, dragging their little like ba- their rolly bags. I was just like, oh god, <laughs> and the tacky, ugly suits and mullet. I was just like, man, they look like Nevada Republican fake electors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was actually one of the, the Ferengi came up in the first episode of Trek Politics because we were talking about uh, this Ted Cruz quote where he said that Captain Kirk is a Republican and Captain Picard is a Democrat. Well, first of all, I'm happy to have have Captain Picard as a Democrat. But that's, of course, anachronistic. We're talking about 200, 300 years in the future where the Democrats and Republicans probably don't exist anymore. And applying today's political parties to the Star Trek future is a ridiculous uh, thing to do. And then also, 
Bear in mind that Captain Kirk works for an organization. This is uh, allegedly Republican Captain Kirk. Works for an organization that can basically be, be described as multicultural space communism. I mean, that's right. essentially the United Federation right. of Planets. Yeah, we're, I mean, it's a democracy, but the economic system is what's known as post-scarcity. So there is no money, there is no profit motive. And in fact, that's how the Ferengi came up, because the Ferengi are, of course, entirely motivated around capitalism and making a profit. Mm. Okay, so Jody, when the uh, I know you had a, a very difficult day last Thursday, but yes, I did. <sighs> were you able to at least sit down for a second and go, <laughs> they got him. Actually, no, not until like Saturday or Sunday. Um, okay. So, um, cause it was like, <gasps> wow, that ruined a really good day. Yeah. Um, yeah. For those of you, I'm sure you all that heard Bob show, um, we had to euthanize our cat yeah. a week ago. And, um, and then I got to meet Barney. So there was that. Um, yeah, yeah, that was sweet. The guy who plays Barney the dinosaur gave you a big hug, huh? He did. He was in another costume in front of our house, just dancing around and shooting with the guy with an iPhone. And, and hi, Eno. And um, uh, <laughs> Lonnie, it was literally like, had we not looked up at that moment in time, we wouldn't have seen him. And he gave us a smile obviously. And I walked outside and I said, Hey guys, um, you just made my day better. And the guy in the costume is like a dog costume. It was cool. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> he, I told them what happened and he goes, bring it in. And he gave me the best bear hug, almost lifted me. Mm -hmm. And then I pulled back and he said, by the way, I played Barney. Oh, <laughs> And it was just like, I'm like, wait, how old are you? Because I'm like, he danced around he was like he was suit, 12. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he danced around like he was a 12-year-old, by the way. And I said, how old are you? And he goes, <laughs> I'm going to be 60 in a few weeks. And yes, he is. His name is David Joyner. And um, he lives in the neighborhood because I have seen him in the neighborhood, but I didn't know he was Barney. Yeah. And well, I mean, he probably presumably was off duty most of the time. Yeah. Most yeah, of the time when yeah. he's driving in his car, he's not wearing a costume. <laughs> That'd be and, weird if he um, wore the costume. Suit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's not Barney now. Cause obviously, but he was in a different outfit and he was just like, so like it made uh, both Lonnie and me smile that one moment yeah. that day, which was a shitty day. Yeah, yeah. And and God bless my cat sending him. <laughs> yeah, that's so Because I know she sent him. And um, thank everybody that, um, I'm sorry, listens to your oh, show. Oh, honey, stop. You're going to make me do it. I know. I'm sorry. Um, everybody that tweeted at me and sent me emails and Facebooked and all that stuff. It meant a lot to Lonnie and me. Um, yeah. I know Bob and David, you've both been through this. And, um, oh, yeah. It's the worst. It's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. And she was just, and we still haven't taken down her little cat tree. We just. Oh, God. Oh, it's no. still there. And I mean, we uh, took I'm on the floor. Litter. I'm sorry, David. Um, I, David's gone bye-bye. Yeah. Bye, David. Um, we took her litter boxes out and stuff. And then my niece's dog is here, thank God. Mm -hmm. um, and he was looking around like, can I really go in that room where Lonnie sleeps with the cat? And it's like, yes, you can. Oh. Um, and he, the first night he was like, I smell the baby and I miss her too because they sort of got along. Yeah. Um, but everybody, thank you so much. I cannot thank everybody. John Fugelsang, Stephanie, 
Francis and Angela, everybody. I mean, Bob, obviously, David, Kimberly. Yeah, it's worse. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm the chick that cries on podcasts. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, but man. thank you all so much. It yeah. meant so much to us. And and we miss her. Because um, usually she'd come in during this show going, yelling at me, give me food or let me out. You yeah, know? I remember. I remember hearing her. Yeah. And, um, I mean, she was, we had her eight years and, um, she moved in with us. Um, oh. we did not pick her. She picked us. Well, you gave her a great life for sure. And uh, I'm sure she was very grateful to, uh, to be with you. And, and uh, when, when the oncologist starts crying, you yeah. know, it's bad. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, that's the worst. And then finding the cat's things laying around, like when we had to let go of Miranda, uh, yeah. she used to, we used to have these bananas, the uh, banana toys for her. So it, was, it was like a little stuffed banana and we would stick them in, uh, 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 uh what am I thinking of? Uh, what's the, what's the cat drug? <laughs> Why am I thinking? Oh, uh, uh, catnip. Catnip. Yes. We used to dunk it in catnip and, and she used to go bananas with the banana oh, yeah. with the catnip on it. And so we, I'm still finding bananas laying around like under the couch or. Oh no, we have bedroom. catnip stuff on the on the cat tree that we neither one of us is like. And there was some little drool in the kitchen that oh, both of us. Done. I'm, not coming back. I'm sorry, David. We would not clean it up. I'm on the floor and I'm not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, David. I mean, it, it's. Show's over, folks. Have a nice weekend. <laughs> I'm sorry, David. Uh, just play some Carrie Hamilton, and then he'll be done. I mean, oh you know. yeah, oh my god. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mean to bring it down. I mean, no, it's thanks. It's, it's fine. This is we do fine. this sometimes on the show. Real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have you I'm checked sorry. your snail mail today? Uh, yes, it's on. It's on its way, and I have a. You, did you send that to us, David? Yes, I sent you a. Well, no, I sent you a card. You'll you'll get it. Yeah, here here I, we go. I, here we go, David. There we go. No, no I'm, right, I'm, I'm joking. We're not going <laughs> to. Goodbye, folks. Good night. Have a nice week. We're not going to do that to David. That's the end She's of the show. She's a special child. <laughs> has a special need. I don't have time. I, <laughs> I can totally do the song. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, somebody gave me a walking stick for my birthday as a joke, as a gag gift. No, use oh, yeah. it. Um, and I'm waving it at you guys right now. I'm telling you to get the fuck <laughs> off out of my yard. With this shit. Oh, that now, reminds me. Keeping this football, it's mine now. You little punks. <laughs> oh yeah. And call on the police if you come on this property one more time. You fucking hoodlums. Oh, <laughs> you have to listen to yesterday's interview show with Hal Sparks. He was talking wait. about how Joe Biden has to adopt that dark Brandon persona with the goatee totally. and the like the pinstripe vests, and yep. he's got to have like a walking stick where the head of it is okay. Donald Trump's head. Oh, and just walk, <laughs> walks around with that. So anyway, you oh. know what? Let's get let's get back to Trump's indictment. Let's get back to uh, some yes. happy, oh, happy, you know, so happy, much happy, joy, joy. When we talk about other things, <laughs> I'd rather cry about the cat than go back to talking about the most repulsive well, human toad on the planet. Well, I this part. One of these days in court, he's going to be wanting to say something so bad yeah. that that fleshy waddle thing under his shin is going to blow up like a bullfrog. Like a yeah. Bullfrog. By the way, who did he you get? Know, who like, did he pay to have the best sketch artist in the world flatter him? Oh my God, that sketch of him in the courtroom. Donald Trump didn't yeah. look like that when Donald Trump was in his twenties. I mean, yeah, Donald Trump yeah. hasn't looked that good ever. I like the New York sketch artist. 
who just made him oh, look like... Oh, where he looks like the fucking devil, and his fucking <laughs> attorneys have their, like, blacked-out demon eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then that, what looks like a pile of cocaine sitting in front of him. That was the New York sketch artist. Mm-hmm. But the Florida sketch artist, too happy. Florida sketch artist needs to calm the fuck down. It looks down. like fucking family circus, dude. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so John Kelly has said that Trump is scared shitless. Uh, he said, yeah, he's scared shitless, and he said this is the way he compensates for that. He gives people the appearance he doesn't care by doing these events and rallies and so on. For the first time in his life, it looks like he's being held accountable. Up until this point in his life, it's like, I'm not going to pay you. Take me to court. He's never been held accountable before, but now he is. In uh, 2022, Kelly claimed Trump unfairly weaponized his presidential powers against people who made him look bad. There's an interesting detail that you're not hearing from Republicans these days, by the way, who are busily screaming, oh, my God, it's a political persecution. They're going it's after the worst him. of it. It's yeah. like, oh, let's talk about you know Jim Comey having to hand over you know to all his records to the IRS and shit. Like I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, there were. You least... want to talk about weaponizing the fucking federal government? That was like the only thing that Trump did besides separate migrant families effectively. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, there were two investigations of Hillary Clinton during the Trump years that are flushed down the memory hole, in effect. There was one at the State Department. There was one at the Department of Justice. I mean, there was literally Jeff Sessions appointed a special, uh, well, not a special prosecutor, but assigned a U.S. attorney. And he investigated Hillary Clinton for more than two years. And that turned up nothing. Both of those investigations turned up nothing. In fact, every investigation of Hillary Clinton has turned up nothing. So at some point, and that's just proof. Yeah, exactly. That you know, that's what drives me insane every time. One of these investigations, and they're like, turned up nothing. Polls were fine. Like nobody messed with the election. Well, that's just proof yeah. that the deep state is manipulating the numbers. And it's like, oh, well, you know, the other thing sad. I think of when I think about these investigations of Hillary Clinton that turn up to be a great big nothing is even some of the Democrats in 2016 who are like, well, I hate Trump, but you know, Hillary Clinton's kind of untrustworthy too. Yeah, but you know what? Where? When? Yeah. Find me proof. Show me evidence. Show me one bit of reporting that indicates that Hillary Clinton is any more dishonest than any random uh, no, I politician. Can't tell you how many people that year told me they couldn't vote for Hillary because they didn't like her, and I'd be like, what did she do? Why? Yeah. Exactly. Bingo. <sighs> yep. So Trump always makes things worse for Trump. Plea deal edition. This is fascinating. Trump had an opportunity at least according to Christopher Keis, his ex-attorney, to settle all of this with the Department of Justice. Or at least there wasn't an offer from the Department of Justice, to be clear about this. It's not like Merrick Garland was presenting something to Donald Trump and his team. It, it was the reverse of that. Uh, Chris Keis wanted to quietly approach justice to see if he could negotiate a settlement, this is according to the Washington Post, that would preclude charges hoping Attorney General Merrick Garland and the department would uh, want an exit ramp to avoid prosecuting a former president. Keis would hopefully take the temperature down, he told others, by promising a professional approach and the return of all documents. This is in the fall of 2022. So this was after the search at Mar-a-Lago. So Chris Keis at that point knew that there were more documents. I mean, obviously, more documents after the FBI had already been to Mar-a-Lago. But Trump, <laughs> Trump was not interested after listening to other lawyers who urged a more pugilistic approach. 
So Kais never approached prosecutors, three people briefed on the matter said. A special counsel was appointed months later. So this is another instance where Donald Trump and this ridiculous, overblown sense of, I've got to always look strong. I always have to look very, very powerful. This is where it fucks him. He cannot look mm. weak. It's, it's remarkable. Everything that he does, he believes, if he uh, is accommodating to anyone, then he's going to look weak. But you would think at some point Donald Trump would go, okay, on one hand, looking weak. On the other hand, escaping prison time. He chooses the one hand to not he look believe weak. He, doesn't, he does not believe he can ever go to prison. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely doesn't. I mean, I don't know. I I was wondering if they were going to do an Agnew thing Yeah, with him. Yeah. You know, because uh, I feel like we're looking at basically – a long, slow slide down a razor blade into a pool of vodka for this guy. <laughs> wow, you know, yeah. like, um, it, it just, like, because things are just going to keep piling on. There's mm-hmm. going to be charges out of Atlanta. There's going to be more charges out of D.C. You mentioned the possibility of charges out of New Jersey. Yeah. Um, do we know why two members of his legal team resigned abruptly after the after the indictment was announced, what were their Because they had a shitty client? Yeah, that's part of it. I mean, there's this other story that comes I out. Mean, of, there's other story from Rolling Stone about how uh, Trump's advisors want Tom Fitton to butt the hell out. Because apparently who Donald... Who the hell is Tom Fitton? He's the I guy who runs... i that name he, twice today. Yeah, he's the muscle head who runs Judicial Watch. Um, and Allison Gill a always trolls... A right-wing over. blogger? Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, apparently, wow. Donald Trump can't stop taking advice, this is according to Rolling Stone, from Judicial Watch president and definitely not a lawyer, Tom Fitton. And it's driving his attorneys crazy. So this could be part of the problem. I, you know what? I think the other two attorneys left because Donald Trump was getting a lot of advice from Boris Epstein. I think that right. might have been part of the problem. So Donald Trump's hiring these lawyers, and instead of taking their advice... He's taking these advices. Uh, he's taking advice from a bunch of grifters, like Boris Epstein and Tom Fitton, who are only interested in Donald Trump insofar as Donald Trump raises their visibility and helps them as far as their own personal income stream, their own personal social mm-hmm. media presence, and their downloads and and their views on their website and their likes and shares and whatever on social media. So according to a report from the Washington Post, who spoke to several Trump advisors familiar with the behind the scenes events of Trump's indictment by the Justice Department, the former president repeatedly ignored the counsel of his lawyers in favor of Tom Fitton's advice. Boy, that's working out really well for him, isn't it? Good job, Tom Fitton. Good job, Donald Trump. Keep listening to Tom Fitton. You know, I'm perfectly happy with Donald Trump ignoring the advice of his attorneys. And that's fine with me. I wonder if he'll end up representing himself in court. Boy, that'd be great. I was thinking like Rudy Giuliani. Like at some point, he's oh, going to have to dig down to the bottom of that fucking cesspool, and it's going to be Rudy Giuliani sitting there. It's despicable. Getting ready to defend with farts <laughs> Donald Trump <laughs> against his first of many federal indictments. But I hope that he continues to take advice from these morons because it's only getting him into more and more trouble. Mm. At some point, you know what? You got to stash your ego. You got to shut up that internal voice that says, "Uh, you know, maybe these people are loyal. Maybe they'll help me out. Or because the other thing from the other side of it, eventually 
Donald Trump will screw Tom Fitton. He'll screw Boris Epstein. He'll completely throw both of them under the bus at some point, as soon as he needs yeah, to. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, that's a, and that's the craziest thing about all of this is that these guys still haven't learned that lesson. I don't know what motivates these people. I think Chris Christie, uh, he's in some ways talking like a man with nothing to lose because he's like, you know, he's like, Trump does not have the best people, y'all. Yeah, like, yeah. The only people left are the people who are absolutely insane, mm -hmm. zealots, or grifters. Yeah. Uh, and some of them you can't <laughs> tell which is which, you know? Right, right, right. Okay, I think we're uh, at this point. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, I want to talk about uh, the Cuban restaurant in Miami getting <laughs> stiffed. This is another thing where Donald Trump just uses people and then doesn't give them anything in return because that, once again, it would make him look weak. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more coming up right after these words. Okay, picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Incoming transmission. Politics. Not good at politics. Surely there are others who are better suited. Trek Politics with Mary L. Trump and Bob Seska. Previously. I love getting to the end of a Star Trek episode. It doesn't matter which series. The ones that make you feel really good with uh -huh. the conclusion, the denouement comes along, and suddenly we're like, oh my God, I, I want to rewind and, and pump that into my veins one more time. We should hours. start a show that's just about this kind of stuff. If you're going to do a show about Star Trek, Mary, I'm so there. I'll I'll change my schedule no, if it. I need to. Let's, yeah. Let's let's talk offline as the cool kids say. Yeah, 100%. Well, you got it. I think we've got something going here. <laughs> and it's worry. an excuse to watch more Star Trek. Come on. Win-win. <laughs> exactly. It's Trek Politics with Mary L. Trump and me, Bob Seska. Discussions about the socio-political and cultural themes and allegories from the Star Trek universe along with interviews with Star Trek actors, crew, and famous fans. Coming June 2023 to your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to subscribe for free and tell your friends at Trek Politics on Twitter, at Trek Politics on Instagram. Bob Seska plays more music.
that other song from uh, Christian Nesmith and Cersei Link. Uh, so great. This is uh, Suborbital Preflight, the uh, lead track. It's an all-instrumental track from Cosmological. Link in the description to support Cersei Link and Christian Nesmith. It's the maybe the best prog album ever recorded. And that's saying a lot. Okay, getting back into things here. By the way, bobseska.com slash music to submit your work to the show. Okay. So the thing has been going around uh, Twitter as though uh, Donald Trump paid for a bunch of food at this Cuban restaurant and then didn't pay for it. But that's not actually the story. Donald Trump didn't buy food at this restaurant at all. So after his indictment. You know he wouldn't. He's a racist germaphobe. Yes, of course he is. By the way, why is a place that serves Cuban food called Versailles? That's a good question. It's I was wondering Miami. that too. Yeah. It's weird. It's yeah. also kind of a, it, it feels like a Jewish deli on the inside. It's the weirdest thing in the world, but it's apparently hugely famous. It's just one of those things. Yeah, yeah. It's like a New Orleans thing where it's like too many cultures collided at once, but it made a damn good sandwich in the you know. I think this is one of the things that uh, John Kelly was talking about. This is the kind of thing that Donald Trump has to do. Otherwise, he's just going to sulk and uh, conceal himself away from people. He needs to bask in adulation. It, he feeds off of that. So after his indictment, he went to this place, Versailles in Little Havana. And it says here, according to the Miami New Times, the iconic restaurant has long been a pit stop for politicians seeking to curry favor with Miami's Cuban voters. Trump supporters fawned over the man, regaling the soon-to-turn 77-year-old, well, now he's 77 officially, with a rousing rendition of Happy Birthday a day early and holding, uh, holding a group prayer, which is utterly hysterical because guess what? Donald Trump doesn't give a shit about religion or God or Jesus or any of that shit. He doesn't care about the Bible or your faith no, he was completely like looking around the room to see if he could see any nice titties while everyone else had their eyes closed. You know, like that's that's who he is. Like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, they closed their eyes. Let me see if I can get some, you know, DNA. Well, he, like, just yeah. he's well, so he, gross. He only cares about religious people insofar as he needs them to vote for him. So he humors yeah. and exploits them. That's his whole mission. So they sang happy birthday. They had a group prayer. And then uh, a glad-handing Trump was heard to declare, food for everyone. It turns out no one got anything. Yeah, not even a cafecito to go, it says. So this entire crowd, gigantic crowd of, I don't know how gigantic it was, but enough people to fill up this restaurant. And no one ordered anything. You think after he said food well, you know, for everyone. He probably expected them to give him free food, like just to yeah. have everything laid out in a buffet for him because, <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, when do you think the last time Donald Trump had to actually think about what it, how to coordinate feeding a number of people was? You know, <laughs> right. like, when do you think he's ever been in a grocery store or washed a dish well, in his life? Remember he got the McDonald's food for the basketball team or whatever oh, it was God. and then had to pose? And it wasn't even, like, of- under the heat lamps. It was all probably ice cold by the yeah, time, yeah. you it was, know, like... <laughs> it was a miserable, insulting thing to do. I mean, he just has... He's so awkward, and he's such a weirdo. I mean, why do you go to a restaurant and meet with people at a restaurant and then not order any food? Not offer to... Well, he did. He actually did offer to buy food for everyone, but no one bought anything. So the owners of the restaurant are thinking, like, after everyone leaves, they're like, okay, let's check out the receipts here. This is a a huge boon for a business. This is going to be great. How much money do we get? 
Uh. <laughs> nothing, sir. No. We, yeah. They didn't. No one bought anything. What did Trump at least get something? No, no, didn't buy any food. Didn't not even a not even a teeny no. tiny Dixie cup of water. Didn't even get that, which is the cheapest thing you get at a restaurant. Uh, it didn't do anything like that. So, but just yeah, like every you know, anytime like Obama or Michelle Obama or Vice President Harris or Joe, they go somewhere, they buy shit. Yeah, yeah. they support the business, and mm-hmm. everyone's like, "What do they get? What do they get?" And they always get something. Yeah, you know, it's because. You're, I mean, you're disrupting their business in the middle of the day to take pictures and shake hands, and you gotta, and also everybody gotta eat. Your your Secret Service detail needs to eat. Yeah, you know, it's just, but like Trump's a fucking reptile who thinks of no one but himself. He never would have even occurred to him. It probably he's never even thought about whether or not his Secret Service detail eat or drink anything. Yeah. Like yeah. it just, he doesn't even, he, to him, they're just like androids, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, <sighs> if they had bought food, he certainly wouldn't have paid for it. He doesn't pay for anything. I think there are still municipalities and cities still where, waiting to get paid. For yeah, the waiting to get paid for the yeah. fucking rallies. God damn it! This guy's supposed to. See, and this is why, like, I mean, I feel like if Chris Christie would do what Trump did in 2016, which is just to tell the basic truth uh-huh. about the other people on the stage, including Trump, like the guy's a grifter. He says he's rich. He can't prove it. Yeah, right. He won't show you his tax returns, Willie. Mm-hmm. Come on, Chris Christie. I mean, just anybody, anybody should have done that. Mm-hmm. Could have done that. I don't understand why nobody. It's like, yeah, he doesn't pay people. That's why he's rich. Yeah, is he like uses people and just tell the fucking truth mm-hmm. because in 2016 yeah little I mean, we had talked about marco ruby before that and i said i always felt like he wanted to go put on his pajamas with the feet and eat spaghettios and watch spider-man cartoons <laughs> you know i mean that's what i want to do i mean you totally but you're not trying to be a u.s senator that's true you, you also know what I'm saying? Yeah, or yeah, running yeah. for president like and i don't really think his heart was in it even so yeah. like little marco and like yeah jeb <laughs> bush was about as exciting a candidate as a wonder bread flavored jolly rancher yeah. you know like it's just not exciting like mm-hmm. yeah and it just fucking they, but none of them will do that to him even right. now when he's in his second set of massive indictments they're just like well i just i don't know you know fucking um Mike Pence looking like he's passing a goddamn kidney stone every time he talks about it. like, <laughs> oh, it pains him yeah. that oh, you know, even though he and he's making the armed services like this did make our service person. He's like, he, but he's still leaving himself like a little wiggle room in case it all go. You know, Trump comes out triumphant again mm-hmm. in the end. He's like, but I do think the pro- the prosecution is political yeah. and looks like he's like seriously like someone is jamming hot bamboo slivers under his fingernails. Yeah, and it's like, dude, he called for them to kill your ass. Mm-hmm. So we have an answer. We'll uh, wrap up with this story. We have an answer to the question of whether Fox News will become more extremist. A Fox News Chiron referred to Joe Biden as a wannabe dictator who had his political rival arrested. This is hours after Trump pleaded guilty to 37 federal charges. A Chiron is the on-screen text that highlights the latest news. Fox briefly aired the side-by-side visual of Trump's speech from his New Jersey golf club and Biden speaking at the White House earlier in the day. The message was on screen for 27 seconds. PBS, meanwhile, added a cautionary Chiron to Trump's New Jersey speech, saying... Experts warn that inflammatory rhetoric from elected officials or people in power can prompt individual actors to commit acts of violence. 
FoxNews.com had to change a headline that they, when the White House posted the new uh, 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 transgender pride flag. FoxNews.com put up a headline that said, that, uh, let me see if I can find it. White House flew controversial new trans flag that promotes green. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you know what? Fox News has this, in, that's, uh, has this report that's out. Yeah, it's Fox's corporate social responsibility report from 2022. And apparently Fox had a huge Fox logo in their studios that was painted the same colors and this, with the same pattern as the LGBTQ flag. That there's, there's a copy of that flag that's flying at the White House right now. And the Republicans are crapping their cages over it, saying, oh, this isn't patriotic. It's not a real flag. And by the way, buy our Trump flags at our merch store. But uh, yeah, there's another, another fascinating little bit of insider Fox News information leaking out. So there you go. And the thing go. that I think we should never, ever, ever lose sight of mm-hmm. is that if you went back to the Nixon era and talked about how in the future we're going to have a similar scandal to this, but one of the things that's going to help the lying criminal president is a TV network that consistently takes his side in everything. Whoop, where's David? Mm-hmm. Oh, there you are. Oh, I'm here. Okay, there you go. Keep talking. No, just saying that they would be shocked that it, there was a whole TV network dedicated to defending the criminal president. Exactly. And he had like an entire, like it was just a foregone conclusion that that network would could support him no matter what, even if he like started shooting puppies live on the air, you know, like yeah, yeah. it would still, you know, that that's just, that's something that we should never, ever, ever like naturalize, normalize, yeah. except as okay, because it's not. No, it's not. And you know what? Even beyond Fox News, I think some of these podcasts have much more influence than Fox News does now. Yeah. I think mm. I think the Daily Wire podcast, I've been talking about them for a specific reason, not to amplify them, but to explain that if you're wondering where this holy war against trans people and the LGBTQ community is coming from, well, here's the primary source. It's Michael Knowles, it's Matt Walsh, it's Ben Shapiro, it's Candace Owens. They're the centerpiece of all of this. And the Republican Party is merely And they're picking. such just, you know, yeah. like alpha specimens of that. I mean, yeah, come I on. Fucking angry little midget Ben Shapiro. Does anyone, can anyone answer the question of what's the deal with that Matt Walsh baby thing? There's a thing that he sells. It's a plush baby crawling with a diaper and it's got Matt Walsh's head on it instead of a baby head. What, what the? What the? What is that? Does anyone know what that oh, is? Can no. anyone in the comments or on Twitter or anywhere explain to me why Matt Walsh is selling like a baby effigy of himself and use it as a voodoo doll? <laughs> yeah, um. <laughs> I mean it's like a it's like a doll. It is literally like a baby doll that's naked except for a diaper, and it's got Matt Walsh's bearded head on it. I don't understand. And and then he also sells, like, I think there are, like, throw pillows with that image on there, too. I I did a deep dive. I I just, like, threw up in a past life a little. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's so bad that it has sent ripples back through time. (laughs) That is just so twisted and disgusting that it has created a tear in the space-time continuum (laughs) that I just can't. Yeah, (laughs) that's funny. 
Yeah, I can't figure that out. So if anyone can help me on that front. I did a deep dive into the Daily Wire merch store one day. No matter what. That is for it's yeah. sick. Yeah, it is. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Pat- patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show. See you on the Shadow Dog. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> 